Before we go any further in the football, did you see what happened in a football stadium yesterday? 55,646 fans set a women's basketball single-game attendance record at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City to watch their beloved Iowa take on DePaul. The Hawkeyes won. Caitlin Clark, obviously, the superstar. She had 34 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. That's the most offense that stadium's seen in a decade. <laughs> No, you didn't, Daniel. No, you didn't. It's true. They are hard to watch. Oh, come on. You know what? I'm sorry. The true crowd. It's a true point. I love the idea, by the way, but I was 100% right. All right. We are back. We're rolling along. Brewski is here with us, and that's appropriate because we are live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 with Rex there and Danny here. And me fired up. Show me again in case you didn't see it yesterday. The short version, if we will. Jets, Eagles, an unbelievable day yesterday at MetLife. It began with that. Danny, he's coming back. I have no idea what's in his blood. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> he's not a human. Well, I know what's not in his blood. That's a different conversation. Okay, here's the Jets with the pick late in the game. Yeah, the pressure from this defensive front impacted Jalen Hurts later as this game wore on. You could see the panic a little bit in his feet and then that throw, the zone eyes. Great job of collapsing on the football. That was his third interception. It leads to this next play. Brees Hall takes it in, probably should have slid on the one-yard line right Yeah, maybe should have, but I like get the points. Get the points, they do, and it only comes back to haunt you if the defense doesn't make yet another stop, and they do. The Jets' defense has allowed 31 second-half points. This is no soft. In six no games way. combined, yeah. playing yeah. this game without their best defender. Man. Jets the win. Robert Sala, how about that defense of yours? Through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks, and... Um, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. We'll always be in all these games. I don't. I think we can go toe to toe with anybody. Uh, Rex loves it, but you know what? It's, it's it's not bragging if you can back it up. These are the numbers. Yeah. I mean, those are four star players on that screen. The Jets beat three of the four. They turned them over ten times, and they had a real good shot in the Mahomes game as well. So what do you think of him standing up there pulling a little Rex, talking at the podium after it, the he's game? I feeling it. He knows how good his defense is. And, look, it's only going to get better. This defense is only going to get better because, yeah, he did go through the gauntlet. We talked early in the year, like, we got to get through these first six games. And then here we go. And that's what I'm saying. Here we come. The Jets are going to get better Rex, and better those and better corners, and better and better. the corners, too, though, that's what's, that's what's so Coaching matters. Yeah. Coaching matters. It still matters in this How game. did they do it? So, for those who didn't see uh, okay. it, the Jets played this game without their two starting cornerbacks right. uh, normally, both with concussions. And you've got A.J. Brown on one side and Devontae Smith and everything. They sh- right. This should have been a terrible matchup. Why were no, they able it, to dominate? Because here, here's what he understands. Anytime they did their four-man rush, their standard coverage, what I call stink, uh, stink cover three, they're going to play those corners are going to be on top. They're not going to allow the vertical shots downfield to Brown uh, and to Smith, okay? When they went, they did a lot of three-man rushes well where now I can really play coverage back there. It puts the onus on the quarterback to be able to decipher it and be patient. Well, he couldn't be patient. He lost all patience in the pocket. It was a brilliant game, game plan. And then you know what? Every now and then bring it. Just bring occasionally sprinkle in some blitz just to make sure you remind him that, oh, yeah, we can still get there. Whatever they did, it clearly impacted Jalen Hurts. Uh, going back, I, mean, I feel like we've seen every snap of his career. That clearly was the toughest day he has had in the NFL. Yeah, the pressures added up throughout the game, and it made Jalen Hurts revert 
back to almost his rookie year. Teddy said yeah, that previously. Absolutely. And the trust that he had in that pocket was gone. You get into the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden he's leaving pockets when they're not necessary. So fourth quarter, this is when it started to show up. It's second and four. He's going to drop back. This is a three-man rush from the Jets. Look at he's got a check down to the tight end right at the right side of the screen. Just throw it to him right there. But instead, Jalen's going to just take off and run. We don't have to take off and run. It's a three-man rush. That's exactly what the defense wants us to do. We started to see and feel things before they actually showed themselves. First and ten. Again, the fourth quarter. We're going to get a four-man rush. Edges come. The two defensive tackles hang there. He's got two check downs here. It's just get your completion out. Instead, Jalen Hurts is going to hang, hang, and then try to force the football down the field in a situation where you don't have to do that. But he's thinking, okay, here comes this rush. It's collapsing down on me. Down in the red zone. Third and six. We get an opportunity to kick the ball to the back up top right now or a shallow cross. Look at Jalen's posture right now. He's at the top of his drop. He looks like a runner. He's bent down and he's taking off rather than standing tall to see the defense. Essentially runs himself into a sack. And we'll break down that interception that basically seals the game for the Jets' defense. But that's really the story of the game. I have never seen that Philadelphia offensive line get in many ways like dominated the way the Jets' defense did. Now, Lane Johnson not being there is a huge part of that. But that's exactly how that game went. I, I, really, fellas, I just can't get over Aaron Rodgers being on the sideline. I just can't. When seeing him there throwing the football, if I'm a member of that Jets' team, I am looking at that like – is he for real? I'm, I'm just talking to my guy. Yeah. I mean, the energy that it provides to someone, like, there, like there's light at the end of the tunnel, the hope that, Aaron, I'm going right up to my guy here. It's like, Aaron, when? Are you, are you thinking about being here? Because you just don't show up throwing a football if you know, uh, I'll see you next season. I mean, this, this sends a message to a lot of people here that I'm standing, I'm throwing, I'm moving. It is absolutely possible. I'm really starting to agree with well, you. Well, your perspective on this is fascinating to me because you played with one of those immortals. You've got Brady on your team. Where, where, I mean, there was one year that he got knocked out in week one. He never did come back. You guys still went 11-5. and five. In which he thought he could come back later in the year. Personally, he did. I mean, if we if, – I mean, having conversations with Tom is like, you know, Matt, that one year, maybe, you know, it was close. It was close, but they just didn't, didn't even consider it. All right, here Still. we are all these years later. One way or another, Rodgers out there, sensational. But let's give credit where it's due. Look, I've been saying it all along. I believe he's coming back if the Jets have enough of a season that it is worthwhile. And right now, it seems to be pointing in that direction. Yeah. That said, let's give credit where it's due. I, I, I'm a believer in, like, the same energy. I was the first one to say what I said about Robert Sala and Zach Wilson based on what I thought I was seeing at the time. So let's turn it around now. Robert Sala has done a sensational yeah. job keeping the team together through what was a devastating start to the season. To be 3-3 three and three through this gauntlet is remarkable. And Zach Wilson, he has played better and handled himself better than I thought he was capable of. I admit it completely. I'm delighted to have been wrong. He is exactly as you said. He's getting better and better. Yesterday, some good moments and bad, but the bad moments were not the ones that destroy you and take you out of games. He has done a terrific job, and you were giving credit to the offensive coach, and I think he deserves credit for that as well. In terms of Hackett, yes. I mean, what he, I wanted to see if he could coach, really, Hackett, without Aaron Rodgers. And here's a kid, here's a guy, now you have to mold. I mean, you have to really reach a kid and let, let, let him make maybe in-game improvements. And last night, you know, there, there, was, there was evidence of that, even on the, the bootleg sack by Hassan Reddick right here, third quarter, yeah. minute 38. Yeah. 
he just takes the sack right here. This is where a rusher, we can't believe he kept it. Did you actually give me that sack? Right. Later in the fourth quarter, yes, it's, it's easier to his right. I understand that, but he gets rid of it. That's, maybe that's Hackett getting to him. We can't have the sack. You've got to get rid of it. We're going to run it the other way, more comfortable for you. Let's see if you can improve. He you, did. You know what stands out with those two clips to me, Teddy? The one that he goes to left when Reddick sacks him. I totally agree. Can't take the sack. But I think last year's Zach Wilson tries to do something stupid there. Like tries to launch yeah. the ball fading Good away. Point. Good point. Tries to bat, get batted up in the air. It's an interception. I think like there is a, a, a sign of growth in that moment while the sack happens, and that's maybe the next step. Maybe that's a safe way for him. I'll just take the sack and not, you know, and not throw it out. You know, like it tries to fade away and launch yeah. the ball. I'm trying to throw it away, and it flutters in the air, and all of a sudden it's an interception or something, and those points get taken off the board. Sure. Th- there's that you're trying to see step-by-step-by-step by step yeah. by growth. So, so we talk, the Jets, obviously, they get to 3-3. Three and three. The Eagles fall from the ranks of the unbeaten. There will be no unbeaten team in football this year. A brief moment on that, if we can. You've made the point this morning. Jalen Hurts, it just hasn't looked the same this year. And obviously, yesterday was a particular a case of that. Who is it you think he misses? I think he misses coordinator. And last year, that's why I never thought this, I thought this team would take a step back. Okay, and Shane the Steichen, now the head coach Shane at Indy. Steichen's no longer there. Yep. Uh, the defense coordinators uh, as a in head Arizona. coach in Arizona. And by the way, you have five new starters on defense. This is the time right now. I've seen it each week that Hurts has not quite been there. Look, the last time I saw Jalen Hurts last year playing for Shane Steichen and, yeah. and all that, he was the best player on the field in the Super Bowl, and he was against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So we anticipated that coming in. But I don't underestimate the 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 ability of uh, of a coordinator like the impact a great coordinator has sure. i think he had that I'm not so sure right now. Maybe this guy will develop into a great corner, but something seems a little off. Let me get a quick take from you on that, just on that. The development of Jalen and, 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 and how much you think he misses the coaching. It definitely misses him a little bit. I, want, I just want to see the consistency back. That's what's been missing. There's moments. Last week he was tremendous against the Rams. Yesterday, not great. I thought they missed Lane Johnson as well. I want to see Devontae Smith more a part of their offense. I think as much as I love the connection between him and A.J. Brown – Devontae's got to get back to being a bigger part. Yeah, had a couple drops. I don't think it's panic time. In the game. I, I don't. Certainly not. Definitely I mean, not everyone time. would love to have their problems. They're 5-1. Sure. and one, But it just hasn't been as superlative as it was a year ago. Speaking of which, let's do Sunday superlatives. Teddy, what was the biggest surprise you saw? That the San Francisco 49ers, the so-called best team in football, couldn't finish. And here's Purdy after the day. Okay, it's, it's a grind. It's going to be a tough game. But the great teams still find a way to put yourselves in position to win. Purdy did that, in my opinion. Even though he didn't have a great game, he still put him in position to make the kick. And he didn't. You were supposed to start the buses, let's get out of here, head to the West Coast, but you missed the kick. And now, they first loss. The ranks first loss. Rex, what was the most impressive thing you saw? The uh, Detroit Lions. Watch the blocking right here. These guys selling out. Josh. Ah! Nice. Look at that block right there. And that's what this team does right here. I mean, Look at this. He oh. comes out of there. They sell out for each other. You know what? It looks like the Lions. Yo, creamsicle, too. Like Lions. They'll yeah. bite your kneecaps. They'll do everything. And that's what it looks like right now. We'll talk more about them a little bit later. Finally, Danny, uh, what was your favorite moment of the day yesterday? Yeah, P.J. Walker making you look like a stooge. What does that mean? Well, he throws his interception to Fred Warner, and you're like, quarterback yeah. should never stop he should guys not. who get interceptions. Yeah. Oh, they don't win the game unless P.J. Walker... <laughs> 
tackles Fred Warner after throwing the no, interception. No, no. We're not talking about the Cleveland Browns. We're not praising them. The 49ers are still undefeated because you sit there and say, well, quarterback, when he throws an interception, that stupid rope should come down yeah. and save them. P.J. Walker, great job making a tackle when you make a mistake. All right, that's ridiculous. So Let me just explain to you what he's rope. talking about, Teddy. What, what you can't rope. debate it anymore. There should be hovering over every NFL stadium a low-flying helicopter that when there is a change of possession drops a rope ladder down and the quarterback is able to be whisked away to safety like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. No quarterback should ever get injured making a tackle. It's not worth Literally it. Literally one of Your game. thoughts. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing here? (laughs) See, he's nonplussed because he knows I'm right. He can't can't make make so much sense in his brain that he can't even compute it all. Rex. Did you see the disgust? I'm right or I'm wrong? I'm wrong? Absolutely wrong. Fair enough. Like most geniuses, I won't be fully appreciated until long after my time. proved you wrong. All right, fair enough. As we go, the NFC's top teams both got beat yesterday. Is there a sneaky NFC contender they should be on the lookout for? We'll tell you who it is. Plus, what the actual heck? A giant mistake on Sunday night football might have cost the G-Man a huge win. You will see it and we'll try to explain it next. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Back on Get Up. If you did not stay up late last night, here's what you missed in Western New York. No Daniel Jones for the Giants. Terod Taylor in. 14 seconds left in the half. What are the Giants doing here with no timeout? They're having a poor plan. Tyrod Taylor's played enough football in the NFL to know that you in this situation 
cannot have the ball not go into the end zone. It looks like he checks into a run play. They don't have enough time to get to the line of yeah. to let alone get a playoff and or spike the football. Missed opportunity to get a minimum of three points He needs there. to play some more football. Yeah, poor yeah. operation yeah. there top to bottom. I mean, they, they, you see how he's going check, check, check. It looks like this was maybe some type of what? game plan check or something. Either way, cannot happen. Teddy, and they could have thrown two or three passes in the end zone uh, with the time that they had there. Instead, they get nothing. Giants up 6-0 at the half, and then here comes Josh Allen on the run. Outstanding. This is Josh's special. I mean, first of all, to find a touchdown that's not even there is his superpower, and the ability to find that tight end and drill in coverage is great. All right, here we go. Final seconds, final half minute, in fact. Jalen Hyatt, the Giants have no timeouts. They're down by five. They're going to get up there. They're going to spike it. They're going to get a chance for one last play. But it isn't the last play because there's pass interference. Yeah. Good call. Right? That's a good yeah. call. Yeah, there's an absolute tug and pull by that backer on the tight end. So they get one that. more chance. With that one. Teddy, yeah. should this have been pass interference on the last play? You want to give him the game? Well, I mean, I'm asking you the question. <laughs> Can we play defense? I mean, let us do something out there. No. So no. they? Earn it, earn it, Waller. Go, go up and use two hands and catch the ball. So the, the question is, if the first one is interference, isn't the second one interference? Do they not want to throw the second one? No, I, I wouldn't have thrown the second one either. And you're right. Waller's got to catch that. What, what are they paying you for? Okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah, give it to You were a head coach. Rex you were is a, more of a cop. <laughs> you were a head coach. You were a quarterback. That, that play at the end of the first half. And look, you never know how a game is going to play out otherwise. But the Giants, on some level, playing for their season and with a real chance to take a commanding lead on the road to leave this on the field, Rex, how do you explain it? It's absolutely brutal, but you explain it because the play came in with an option of if you get a certain look, you practice it all week. If I get that look, I'm going to go to the to that run. And that's, that's exactly what happened. And when it came in, they should have told them, when, when, when it came in, hey, no, we are going to run the pass regardless. Yeah. That clearly never happened. That's why Dayball's getting on the offensive coordinator, offensive yeah. coach. and th- th- So Tyrod's doing what they practice all week. Yeah. So why would they even call in a play that has that option? Right. Well, but that's Maybe not on the quarterback. Bit, the quarterback's this, taking all the bullets, and he shouldn't. This so is who's my guess. fault is this? I, I, well, I, you would hope that Tyrod Taylor, who's been around the NFL for 10 years, is a little bit – aware of everything and the circumstances of what are going on, that there's no timeout. My assumption is this. Rex is right, that they have this play call that it's probably a play-action fake or something, and then if they get a certain look by the defense, we're going to check to a run. Now, in that play call coming into Tyrod's helmet, someone has to tell them, hey, the check is dead. We are only running the play that, that is the pass. We cannot have this ball fall short of the end zone because we don't have time. So uh, there, there's either a miscommunication with the call into his helmet or that Tyrod was just lost in the moment and maybe thought they yeah. had a timeout. And, and the coach, Brian Dayball, I, I love Dave's, but you got to take the bullet. And to yeah. me, when he's ripping the player on the way out, I never would have done that and put it on the player. I would have taken it myself, even though I don't care. That player can be 100% wrong. You got to take it. That's what they pay you sometimes for. In your, sometimes in your helmet, I mean, even defensive play calling, when I get a call, it's like, that's not a good call. Right. And I'll change the call in the huddle. And, and you come to the sideline, why didn't you call the call? Because it was bad. Yeah. You know, I've done that before. Quarterbacks, you hear that in your ear. I mean, certain quarterbacks would have said, no, all right, right, this is what we're That's doing. What I'm hoping. I mean, Tyrod's been around long enough to be like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're, I'm just going to throw a favorite or something. He came up to this on his own, I can guarantee you. Yeah. He was my quarterback for a couple of years. That's not who he is. He's going to do what, he's, what you tell him to do. All week you practice. We get this look. 
we are going to check it to this run. I don't care what they say. That's what happened. And you're right. It's a they robotic quarterback no, then, Rex. You That's get, a robot. You to kill, no, but you check your killed. job as a coach. you got the headset. I agree. You, yeah. you sit back and say, hey, listen, we're going to play. We're, we're going with the uh, pass regardless. I, I think what you're getting a sense of here is that when something that brutal happens, there's enough blame to go around for everybody. I, we don't know the Giants would have won the game otherwise, but certainly it's a terrible way for them to go into that second half. All right, let's run the hurry up to a bunch of other things that we saw yesterday. Rex, Desmond Ritter threw three interceptions in a game that Falcons should have won five different ways against Washington. Yeah, what in the world is he still doing out there as your quarterback? What is wrong with this Taylor Heineke? You brought him in, paid him a bunch of money to be a backup. When are we going to sit back and say enough's enough of this cat? We see it every single week. This like, was the ridiculous. That was the worst like, one ever. That's a great ball. Like, what are we doing here? Looking on. Oh my gosh! Every <laughs> When are you going to go to a different quarterback? And they kept getting the ball back. They, they, back. they had so many legit. chances to win this game. And, and the expressions of Arthur Smith could easily oh, have been God. a film yesterday. All right, Teddy, uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens get a win against Tennessee in London early yesterday. The offense is a work in progress. What are you seeing? Lamar Jackson is still one of the biggest headaches as, as you watch him on film as a defensive player to prepare against because this is the type of stuff that he does when it's not there. He can create even moving to his left right here using his legs. This is all good, but this is a part of the Lamar Jackson experience because there's another side of it and you know something like this will happen where he does hold the ball loosely. You can get the ball out of him. He'll throw it into a team meeting once in a while. Mm -hmm. But if Lamar consistently plays well, I mean, this is a dangerous team. I really like this Raven team yeah. still. Though. In that AFC North. But you know yeah. who is not gone from that division, Danny? is Joe Burrow and yep. the Bengals. They beat Seattle yesterday. Talk to me. Big time defensive performance, but they're two touchdowns. They motion Boyd over. That forces the corner to play off and outside leverage. Fantastic. Now, the scheme is going to be very simple, but the operation is awesome. Okay, they're going to pin the middle linebacker with a slant. They're going to take that flat safety. He has to go that way by rule, and the back goes that way. Boyd's patience off the line of scrimmage. Remember that defender's off and outside. Ball comes out on time. Absolutely awesome. And then this touchdown by their young player, Yoshivas. Okay, watch him. Pay attention. A little ball fake. We haven't seen this Joe Burrow. Drift, drift, drift. This is what matters. Left side of the screen. He doesn't go behind Woolen because if he does, he'll get forced out of bounds. Look at him fight to get underneath or across his face. I see Yoshiba. Joe an opportunity. Front pylon, mm -hmm. touchdown. They only needed two touchdowns. They only got two touchdowns. But those were big in the red zone. Say it again. Yoshivas. Boom. So put the pick up. <laughs> the Bengals got off to as bad a start as you could. They get Burrow back quickly, and they still lose those two three, division three, games. But the division never ran away from them. You like them to win that division. I do. With You see Burrow and the, the effect that it has on the entire team, especially defensively. I mean, our guy's back. He's starting to make throws. I mean, he's, he's healthy. And... The defense is going to be there. There's a little bit of adjustment how they lost both of their safeties, yeah. but that's coming around. This is this team will be there in the end. Rex, you like Cleveland. I do like Cleveland. And let's get Deshaun Watson back to go along with the best defense in the National Football League or arguably right in that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think when you do that, Cleveland is right there with any of these teams. By the way, the Bengals, by the way, the Bengals got outgained two to one. 
Yesterday. Yeah, I mean, so it hasn't just, been pretty, but they kind of hung around. They hung around more than we thought. I took the Ravens because I no one else did, so I figured we needed to get them up on the screen. Not pictured the Pittsburgh Steelers, who continue to win games somehow. All right, as we continue, how exactly did the Jets' defense stop Jalen Hurts and the Eagles from taking flight? Danny will break down some tape. We'll do that in a traditional Monday presentation. And speaking of Monday tradition, oh, I'm glad I'm here for this. Here we go. Yeah. I always watch. I always watch this Here he comes. Which quarterback has thrown the most career interceptions against the New York Jets? Oh, I'm so glad I'm here. The answer is next. Are you going to get it, Rex? Come on, Rex. Oh. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, we're at the bottom of the hour. This is the moment everyone waits for. You like being here in person for this? I want to see this. I'm here we go. Here, man. So Jalen Hurts. Seem confident. Jalen Hurts threw three oh. picks against the Jets yesterday. Yeah. Which quarterback has thrown the most career interceptions against the Jets? See, I think this is this is easy. All right. By the way, what's my record this year? I think you're perfect. Yeah, I think, I think so. you are the 72 Dolphins. Okay. Now, this one's this one's too easy, and I'm going to say this. By the way. This is not my answer. Okay. The <laughs> obvious answer would be Tom Brady played yeah. for 100 years. Right. Hold up. What is this? Is it Sneaky Hembo? Sneaky Hembo. Oh, he's sneaky. Give me Dan Marino. <laughs> oh, Dan, Dan Marino is right. Marino. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What are you missing? What are you missing? That's not for you, Hembo. <laughs> yes, I owe you, my friend. The sneaky him. Hey, him. I'm going to say this. Himbo's had a horrible weekend. Yes, he's an Eagles, Eagles fan. That's why he's wearing the Jets they jersey. Got beat. Nice sauce Gardner jersey over there. Yeah. And you just got smoked again, my friend. It's Dan Marino. Tom Brady, not even close. It's Marino, then Drew Bledsoe, and then Jack Kemp. So we're going back an awful long way on that. Okay. So you guys switched spouts there, and I want to get Danny on, yeah, on yeah. the board as only he can. And let's talk about the three interceptions yep. they had yesterday. The Jets gave Jalen Hurts a very tough time. And the Jets' defensive yeah. pressure made Jalen Hurts feel them, even when they weren't there. So I told you it was like the, the cumulative effect, and we started to see it more and more as the game went on, specifically in the fourth quarter. Jalen Hurts no longer trusting that protection and starting to see things that weren't necessarily there. Leads to an interception earlier in the fourth quarter. Down in the red zone, we've talked about this a little bit. Leaving pockets, the posture that he played with. Now I want to show you what was that game-sealing interception and how this is the story. So the pass concept is one that's it's an in-and-out type of 
field read for the quarterback, okay? The pass concept is this. We have a deep stop and then a little bit of a deeper stop. Now, the progression really for the quarterback goes inside out one to two off of what we call a flat defender, okay? So Jalen Hurts is going to read that guy. If that flat defender goes outside, we want to really find a way to throw that inside hook to a check down. Now, if that defender tries to hang inside there, you'd love to see Jalen Hurts just hold him there with his eyes to throw that ball to the perimeter to A.J. Brown. You're going to see A.J. Brown free open on the outside there. You're going to see, you would love to have this ball with a little bit of air thrown and pull him to the sideline. Now, I want to bring it back. Two things that stand out. Number one, this is one of those simulated pressures that we talk about. Jets have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys at the line of scrimmage. Who is the pressure guy and who is going to drop out? So that makes everybody just feel that situation. But the most important part is this. Everybody at home, pay attention to Jalen Hurts' feet and his throwing posture when all this is happening, okay? I want to zoom this in, all right? Look at right now, Jalen Hurts. See that? You see right, right there, he starts to become a runner. There is no way that Jalen Hurts is ready to go drive that football and be a quarterback. See how he's fading? Yes. But he's feeling that. Now, Jalen Hurts, I've seen him stand here, strong in the pocket, back foot on the ground, and deliver that ball to A.J. Brown. But he is bailing away. Look, he's falling away. Look at his posture. His feet, look, parallel to the line of scrimmage because he's feeling that pass rush. Even though this is a clean enough pocket to deliver that football and throw it to – now, maybe it's incomplete, Mm -hmm. but it's not a into double coverage interception, okay? So that is exactly what it looks like to have a defensive line start to impact a quarterback's play because that moment, Jalen Hurts is fading away, feet parallel to the line of scrimmage, when that should never happen. Look at his feet. Look at, look at the drift, drift. See how he's automatically falling away from the pocket, even though it's not necessary? That is why the pass rush matters so much because quarterbacks feel them even when it's not happening. And what were you saying there? As he was saying that, you were telling me what happens to the ball. All dies. Yeah. Ball died. You saw it sort of die on the Because his feet are parallel to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and he's, there's, no, there's nothing behind it. And, Rex, no one knows better than you do what the impact you can have on a quarterback, psychologically and otherwise, when your defense is starting to get to him. Yeah, I mean, when you hit the quarterback, the entire team feels it. Yeah. I'm telling you, every one of them. That, that was a great tape, but I got to tell you something. Brilliant defensive design. Yep. You mentioned about the simulated pressure, yeah. okay? The thing that you also get with that – they had a defensive end one-on-one on a back yeah. on that. You had four guys. You had two guys blocking uh, – or four guys blocking two guys yes. and two edge guys one-on-one. One, a defensive end on a back. And to me right there, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I feel that pressure too. Great job of coaching by Robert Sala. Yeah, no sauce, no read, and they still and didn't no care. chance. No. Yeah. For, Remarkable. Still, yeah. Here was Jalen Hurts wow. after the game. Just look at the turnovers. You know, you, you turn the ball over four times, you shouldn't expect to win. Give a credit to them and how hard they played. The Jets team played with, with great resilience, but we gave them too many opportunities. Some of these things, they build character. I say that all the time. It truly builds character, and so uh, this team just has to respond the right way. All right, so, Dan, uh, I hope that, that, that your wife at home is not too frustrated with this because she is the <laughs> Eagles fan. But this does not get easy. Look what they've got coming up here. They've got the Dolphins. They've got the Cowboys. They've got the Chiefs. They've got the Bills and the Niners coming up here. And then another date with Dallas, of course. Is there – look, they're 5-1. and one. We, Sometimes we talk about them like they're a 5 team. Don't forget yesterday, no Lane Johnson for a great chunk, no Darius Slay, no Jalen Carter. So that – 
I guess I'm just asking you, this is a team that it's sort of Super Bowl or bust, right? You get there and you're as close as they were. Just being good isn't good enough. Yeah. Is this a team that will get back to where it was? Oh, absolutely. This is still a very good football team. At worst, they're the second best team in the NFC. They're still in that category with San Francisco, wherever mm-hmm. you like better. That's fine. Hey, but, but what's the difference between the first team and the second team? What is it? Only one gets a bye. And that's why it's so important that they actually let one slip away because one, just one game you'll you'll be looking at as to why you have to play on the first one. They got to get just, I want to see Philly get back to consistently being who they are offensively. They've lost a little bit of that consistency. There's highs, but there's more lows this year than we saw last year. If you want to do that, you better get back to running the football because that's that's the, the Phillies trademark. Look, they had 73% uh, dropbacks yesterday. Yeah. 73%. Yeah. All right. With Shane Steichema as their, they never had more than 65. Yeah. Way too many dropbacks. See, Rex, I, I, I think that was because Way of that, that simulated look constantly Absolutely. From, the, from the Jets' defense. Yeah, so trying to tell them not to run. Yeah. That's the story of that day. But let's go big picture on a couple of different things, and I'll work my way to the NFC because I think there's some questions. But there's a few things we haven't even gotten to all morning, and I want to. Let's run the hurry up through a few of these. Let's start with the Dolphins. Rex, that offense just continues to fly. I know they're playing Carolina, who hasn't won a game. But with Tua at the helm, they continue to be unstoppable. It was ridiculous. I I looked up. They're down 14-0. Oh, yeah, like five minutes later, they're up 21-14. Like This team is absolutely ridiculous. Tua throwing the ball in time. By the way, ridiculous. Don't play press man against Tyreek Hill, please. But it happens every single week. They're explosive at running back. They're explosive at receiver. This, this offense is absolutely scary. Raheem Mostert, another huge day for them. Uh, Dan, how about the rookie, C.J. Stroud? Yeah, I don't call him that. I call him YJB, Young Joe Burrow, the surgical <laughs> way that this guy goes about throwing the football. Crossers versus man coverage, take it to the bank. The ball placement is just absolutely spectacular. And this was against a very good New Orleans defense. And Greeny, the way he's seeing things so quickly and then going, oh, I got to do this with the football is awesome to see. And then this is what I meant when I said we'll talk about the top of the NFC. Teddy, how about the Lions yesterday against Tampa? Ladies and gentlemen, the Detroit Lions are one of the best teams in football. That's because of the improved defense. The improved defense, defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, specifically the secondary, how they're playing. Jacobs has three interceptions. They're, 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 they're reading route combinations, playing zone defense, mix it in with man coverage. The defense is coming along. Hutchinson is an easy topic to talk about. He's a stud, but in the back end, they are coming together. So are we sure that the two best teams in the NFC are the Eagles and the 49ers? I mean, should the Detroit Lions be in that conversation, Rex? 100% they should be. And by the way, they play without three starters in the back end. That's that defense gave up six points to uh, our guy Baker Mayfield and company. But, yes, they absolutely should be. But I will still take the Niners right now. How about I, I guy- feel confident saying this. The Detroit Lions are a legit NFC championship contender. Okay, one, they have a guy who's going to be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Aiden Hutchinson will be in that conversation. Two, whether you like it or not, Jared Goff is going to be in the MVP conversation. He's playing top five quarterback football. Their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, is going to be a head coaching interview next year. Their defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, going to be a head coaching candidate next year. This is a football team that can play with anyone. Absolutely. And Rex, you made the point earlier, the Browns' defense was so tough, they didn't fear the 49ers. This team doesn't fear anybody. The Lions are not going to be afraid of anybody. No, and that starts from their head coach. But that that mentality, his mentality, 
is, resonates to the entire football team. And these guys could care less. Look, playing without three starters in the back end, okay, playing without their two starting guards, they don't hey, let, care. Let me say one yeah. thing real quickly at 10. You better not let them get the one seed. Oh, God. That Playing place oh. will go upside down yep. if they get Well, they the know what to do, those they fans, will, if they get the one seed. Will, that place will be <laughs> burned to the ground. The Lions' <laughs> only loss this year was an overtime to Seattle and what was a very crazy – they could easily have been unbe- – we've been talking a lot more about them. I'm not going to overreact to what happened with Philly last night, though. Okay. They're, they're still my class of the NFC, and that's because Dan mentioned the mentality of Jalen Hurts and how that just sort of trickles down to the entire team. My best team in the NFC still, even after that loss, it's early. It's it's the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll be there in the end. Yeah. This team will turn it around. Cindy, put them up there if you will. Uh, there are the best teams in the NFC. Dan and Rex, both with the 49ers. <laughs> Teddy with the Eagles. And I've got the Jets. They said to me it was the best team. I said the Jets. They said, uh, in the NFC, I said, sure. Uh, I mean, it doesn't make any difference to me. Now, there's no question you can ask me today that the answer is not going to be the Jets. But if you force me to pick an NFC team... I will take the Lions. I'm sold. I'm all in. I'm all in on the coach. I'm all in on the quarterback. They've got – they played that game without yeah. their running backs. I mean, Junior right. Gibbs hasn't even done anything this year, thanks a lot. He was on my fantasy team. But, I mean, he's going to be spectacular when he gets going. Jamison Williams made an unbelievable yeah. catch yesterday. We're selling short the Lions. Uh, uh, Jamison Williams, then that name is a big deal just because the speed that he brings. I think the thing that is so shocking about Detroit when it comes to – how good Philly and good San Francisco is, is you can bank on, one, them being just as good at the line of scrimmage, and two, them being just as well coached. And they're frustrating to watch defensively. Frustrating meaning having to go up against yeah. because golf is so good at play action. Yes. And then we throw in these gadget plays oh. that, yes. they're becoming, that they're becoming good at, and it's, it's an offense that can hit you in a lot of ben, different ways. And they have that physical aspect yeah. because of the offense. Ben Johnson line. in many ways Absolutely. is like the next he's our next Kyle Shanahan. He's our next Andy Reid when it comes to that creativity. He's the offensive coordinator, but I tell you what, their head coach is the easiest guy to root for in the entire league. As we continue, week six, not done yet. Monster match up in LA. We'll tell you why much more than one game is at stake tonight for Dak and Dallas. That's next. We're back on Get Up. We've spent all morning looking back, but now we look ahead. Week 6 concludes tonight. Huge game in L.A. Chargers and Cowboys. Dak Prescott has been struggling taking care of the football. Last week, three picks in a loss to the 49ers. Chargers are 2-2. Two and two. All four of their games decided by one score. Justin Herbert broke a finger on his non-throwing hand in week four. He had a bye to rest it. This is the first time the Cowboys go up against their former offensive coordinator. What do we call him, Rex? Boy wonder. Kellen Moore led the Cowboys to a top six scoring offense in three of his four years there. How are the Cowboys doing without him? Well, it's only been five games, but so far Dallas is scoring less and gaining fewer yards. The biggest difference has been in the red zone. Cowboys this year scoring touchdowns on just 37% of their red zone drives. That's 27th in the National Football League. Feels like a huge game in so many ways for so many reasons. Cowboys off of that brutal performance of a week ago. And, Dan, I know that there's one person in particular you feel the Cowboys need to get involved tonight. CeeDee Lamb should have at least 12 targets. At least 12, okay? They don't use him enough offensively. They don't move him around enough. He's not a featured part of this offense. I have said this for about a month now. They line him up 
in a static formation in the slot and just ask him to win on basic routes on a consistent basis. Here's a slant. Here's a stop. You don't draft six foot two, 200 pounds in the first round at wideout to just run basic routes. You draft those guys to try to build offensive game plans and passing games around. This is a Charger secondary that's very talented, has had moments of good and moments of not so good this year. I want to see how the Cowboys learned from what we saw on Sunday night last week and said, hey, we've got to use C.D. Lamb the way that the Rams use a Cooper Cup or the Vikings use the Justin Jefferson. Because it makes it easy on us. I mean, if we're going game planning and we C.D. in the same spot every single time, our doubles are coordinated, our jams are coordinated. I mean, we, he gets close enough, we can use a rusher to hit him when he's close. I mean, it, it just makes it easy. So can he make it hard on the Charger defense? I don't know. Let's see what McCarthy does. I want to talk about the psychological impact of this. The Cowboys come into the season thinking themselves a Super Bowl contender. The way they got beat down last week is, got, you know, in, in a, a statement game, they themselves acknowledged going in this was a statement game and they got blown out. How important is this game in your mind to them psychologically? Great. I mean, if you're a great team, you'll bounce back mentally. And that's, that's what the Cowboys will have to show for me tonight. I mean, that's, and that's one thing because part of me thinks hearing the Cowboys speak and how they handled that loss against San Francisco is they don't get it. But come out here tonight, forget about what happened in San Francisco and have a good, good time, good, a good game and win the game. The mental toughness will look, will look, will look better to me. And that's, that's when, I mean, listen. We've all lost big games before by big margins. Coming back the next week is really a sign of who you are. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I, I look at this Dallas team as this is a great opportunity, all right? You're going against a Charger defense that struggles, quite honestly. So to me, it's get Pollard going. We, we mentioned CeeDee Lamb. How about Brandon Cooks? Yeah. Why in the world did you bring this guy in? He's not involved at all in this offense. So just let it run. Let this offense run. Brandon Cooks has got 1,000 yards received for every team in the league because that's how many teams he's played for. Right. And he can't do anything for you? I, I don't get it. So, to me, this is an opportunity to get well and get them all involved, not just the C.D. Lamb. I disagree with Dan on this one. Bring them all to the party. And that's what I think they'll they'll have a great chance. Almost like Kellen Moore would. Yeah, no, I'm not but saying I'm almost, that. I'm, I'm almost with you. I'm almost with you. Yeah. I mean, CD's got to be someone that that we see defensively. Like, where is he? Right. Every single time, finding him where he is because it's going to make it harder and harder to defend this team. And yeah. all of a sudden, they'll pop the runs when we're thinking about CD Lamb run the football. I think that's. I'm gonna totally agree with you. Yeah, or then that allows a, a Brandon Cooks to hit on a big post, or allows some of their tight ends who have to catch the ball more consistently to get a couple more touches. But I'm. I'm not saying it's CD or nobody, right? but what I'm saying is so often these elite receivers, when we design game plans, it's like, hey, how do we want to get this ball to CD started? Okay, they took it away. They, they took two bodies to CD or they kicked coverage to CD Lamb. Well, then we got guys open up in the middle of the field or whatnot. And so that, that, the, the Dallas, my concern is this, that's never been Mike McCarthy. It's just never been his MO. But you've got to adjust to the people that you have. I also have said this, their spacing is god-awful in the pass game. So that has now it's hard to get better in a week, but that has to show itself a little bit more as well. See, Did you Kellen sit? Moore used to get everybody involved early in games. Why? That's important. 
Get touches for all you. And you're guys seeing how early. defenses play those. They're guys, doing right? it. They, they're they're facing Kellen Moore. Yeah. The Chargers. Watch what they do. Yeah. They'll get every single player, all their receivers involved early. Eckler. I mean, Eckler's coming back finally, but all their receivers. So like you watch. That's what I like so much about Kellen Moore. This is Kellen Moore's Super Bowl tonight. So yeah. you see it here. The Chargers at home are actually an underdog. We got the game for you on ESPN, ABC, everything else. Cindy, I'm interested to see the picks. How does everyone see this one going? I'm the only <laughs> one who likes the Chargers oh, man, tonight. The what only is one going on? Guts. I mean, what, what is it we've seen in the Cowboys that suggests that they're going to win a game like this? I, I, guess, look, the, I, I guess my assumption, and, and sometimes, you know, you assume and you make a, 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 yeah. a terrible mistake that right. cow, the Cowboys will bounce back from that, and they have enough there. And then defensively, this is an offense that they can really get after. I mean, San Francisco gave them things that they just were not ready for. So, I think – I mean, but Kellen Moore does know them well. Yeah. So, but what Orlovsky's talking about, Mike McCarthy's ability to adjust offensively to yeah. who he has, yeah. is, is that there? And the Justin Herbert – we haven't even said the name Justin Herbert yeah. in this conversation yet. Justin Herbert yeah. and Kellen Moore against this defense? Yeah, I no, like that absolutely. matchup. No, I do like that match, matchup also, but – with the hand, like how much is that going to affect him or whatever? Herbert's a bazooka; he can light it up against anybody. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I don't have the faith uh, in their defense. And plus, guys, the game's yeah. in L.A., so big home field advantage for Dallas. <laughs> That's true. That let me true. let me give you guys two things yeah. specifically for this game when it comes to the Chargers' offense. Yeah. Okay. Num- number one, how many different sets of hands and bodies are they willing to place on Micah Parsons? Okay, like you can watch other teams and how Kyle Shanahan handled Micah Parsons last week and say, if you don't let him ruin the football game, we have a chance then. So how many different ways are they going to just put bodies on Micah? Two, I've seen so many times this year, it's almost Big Ben-like with Justin Herbert. Teams get to him, they don't get him to the ground. Like he's, you're going to watch moments tonight where Dallas might get there. They better get him to the ground because if they don't, Man. it's not just he gets away from bad stuff. He creates massive plays down the field. So you're watching this guy throw the ball, yeah. Dan. It, is, it comes out of his hand, and the velocity never ends through Can the it hands. Oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. A, a lot of questions about the coaching, not of Kellen Moore, but of the head coach and some of the well, decisions. Well, the equalizer. Meaning? Meaning that he, you, each team has a chance to win because you never know. Look, the two wins that they have were on interceptions in the end zone after he went for it backed up on fourth down calls yep. in his own territory. Came like, up and you're like, yeah. and then I love it. No, it's because we have faith in it. You have no faith in, in your defense, and you're calling it. Uh, it's the, the equalizer. If there's one thing we know about the Chargers, it's likely to be at some point tonight, 52 seconds left in the ball game. They're oh, down no. by four. Be no timeouts on their own 30. Every single week it seems to be that way for them, and uh, we've got all the action for you. Monday Night Football, Cowboys Chargers. It's 8 Eastern on ABC and ESPN. And on ESPN Deportes, we'll have the call on ESPN2 tonight in celebration of Hispanic heritage. We'll love that. All right, first take well, is... It's my favorite thing of the week. First take next. No, which loss is more disappointing? The Eagles or the 49ers, who's the best team in the NFC? Molly, Stephen A., Shannon, Orlovsky, and Rex. On first take, next. NHL doubleheader Tuesday night, Lightning Sabres, 7.30 Eastern, followed by the Kraken hosting the Avs. Coverage begins with the point, 6 Eastern on ESPN2. Teddy, our final Monday tradition for you. Dan Orlovsky, take it away. It's been a pleasure working with you today. I wish you too, Betty. more. All right, <clears throat> I need an honest reaction here. Okay. It's Halloween time. So why don't vampires like Taylor Swift? 
Why don't vampires like Taylor Swift? Because she has bad blood. <laughs> That's a Taylor Swift song. I know it is. Oh, God. Okay. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know it's, Rex is lost. It's all right. <laughs> Have fun. We'll see you tomorrow. First take now. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.